This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Are you into competitive gaming? Would you like to make a few bucks while doing so? If so, check out Gamersaloon.com. Gamersaloon.com hosts tournaments for games like Call of Duty, Rocket League, Mortal Kombat, Overwatch, and more. Sign up at Gamersaloon.com and use our promo code MGNPOD, that's M-G-N-P-O-D, and you can help us keep making this totally sweet podcast. For more information, check out Gamersaloon.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. Today we're going to hit on some feedback, random game news, and a bunch of what we've been playing, including but not limited to more God of War in Nintendo Labo. But before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. If you haven't been paying attention to our social media, we do, in fact, have a Patreon now. The Patreon is meant to benefit all of the shows on the Midwest Podcast Network, so if you're so inclined to to do uh how do i want to say that if you are inclined to do so you can subscribe to the patreon for as little as one dollar a month and help keep our network alive and well as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher i'm going to touch on a couple things with patreon real quick do it number one tim is now on it and we are trying to keep the midwest film nerds alive and the midwest film nerds channel talking about trailers for the equalizer 2 and many other dad <laughs> films. So if you'd like to join I, us in discussing dad movies, please. I would like to know more about The Equalizer. I don't know anything about that franchise. Uh, so you I should listen to our uh, review of the first Equalizer. Okay. The, the, the remake. And the list of, of best the, dad movies ever. Yes. Uh, and then also come join us in talking about the sequel. But anyway, for $5 a month, uh, you, can, you can join us in our Discord we're having a good time in there. Lots of it's a great way to get direct feedback to us and talk to us within just, a moment's notice and just have good conversations. I feel yeah. like the conversations we have had in the Discord have been really fun. And uh, there's good Westworld talk. Yeah. There's good horror movie yearbook talk. Uh, there's good game nerd stuff going on. It announces we have it announcing us and our friends on Twitch when uh, in the game nerds channel whenever we. We log on there, so whenever Corey's gone live, yeah, it does pop up. Which happens in there. a lot. Well, and what I thought was really cool was the in in the horror movie yearbook channel. Uh, Jason had asked where Tim had been watching specific movies because yeah. yeah. he had a that very cool. difficult time finding them. So yep. it's great to be able to have that sort of back and forth almost instantaneously with these guys. You yeah. Know, to uh, to be able to t- point them in the right direction. It's so. a cool way for us to get direct feedback from the people who care about us most. So yeah. if you want to join us there, please do. $5 to get into the Discord. We'd love a dollar. Uh, we're still not even at the point where we're breaking even with all the hosting costs. Um, but so we're close. We're getting there. We're, we're, we're about halfway there. Um, we're Bon Jovi. But also, if you... Uh, I have the ability to show our Discord channel in our stream. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, it's part of an overlay. If we, if we get enough people to come and join us and we want to make like a private chat in the Discord as we're streaming, I think that, that would, would be, be cool. That would be pretty cool. So uh, hop in there, tell us it's a good idea, and we'll make it happen. Right on. Alex. Yeah. What have you been playing? Uh, not a whole lot. I did finally get to play some Nintendo Labo. Tell me about it. Um, it's pretty cool. It. I think it would be more cool if I had a young child that would care to play it and 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 like build the stuff with me. Yeah. Because I don't have the stamina to sit here and build several 
little cardboard thing. They're extremely complicated things. Like this guy, not so much. This little race show, car guy. Show it off on the on the camera. No, well, uh, yeah, you can hold it up there. I really enjoy assembling things, so you can adopt me as your small child. Okay. Well, if you... Whoa, oh, that's That's going to pick up on all the microphones. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's it's great for the podcast. Well, I was only... I just wanted to do it for a little bit just to show you, like... The cool thing is, is that you've got this... The controller is on the Switch screen here. Right, yeah, yeah. And you can just press on the different Joy-Cons to figure it out. But what you can do as well is adjust the frequency that it vibrates at in order to find the optimal vibration to make it move fastest. Okay. Which is awesome. So you've got these little sliders that you can just... Ooh, and it sounds cool. You can do it that <laughs> way. You can also see the little infrared camera. Not now, R2. That's kind that of crazy. Like, like, put, it up to your, put it up to your face real quick, and we'll show it to the camera. Oh, it's this, it's yeah. this way. So you can see John in the little the little green camera that's oh, at the Oh no top way. There. Yeah. So there's a lot of really cool things in here and it's it's cool because it not only goes through the steps of how to make it and then you can play with it a little bit but there's also the discover tab that kind of tells you exactly how the engineering behind it all works. That's so, sweet. Interesting. Um it does show me here in the menu when you go to the make the make thing here. You've got like it's gonna. T- it took me ten minutes to do this guy. It took. It's supposed to take an hour and a half to like two and a half hours to finish the fishing thing. You can go all the way up to. I think it's two hundred and ten minutes max to finish the piano. So okay, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, but it is a lot of fun. It is very cool, and I think it would be uh, a lot of fun with any youngins in your life, and and to get them excited with like STEM and engineering kind of stuff. Yeah, it's the sort of thing that I wish I had more time to like play with. Just to mess with the the programming aspect of it. Yeah, and I haven't even delved anywhere into. I haven't gone in the toy con garage at all yet. But I, if, I feel like it's the kind of thing I wish that I had as a kid. Oh, for sure. Like Lego Robotics was cool, but it wasn't very guided of an experience. Yeah. And so, like this Nintendo crafted experience of like build this thing and then play with it, and then here's how it works, and do different things with it. It all comes together really well, and it's a. Man. Pretty inexpensive package. So. All, all things. I'm guessing Lego yeah. Robotics, given how much Lego products cost, was way more expensive. Yeah, it was like it was it was like 300 bucks, I think. The yeah, base, so you could like, buy a Switch. The basic then- uh, <laughs> Mindstorms package originally was like three or three fifty, and but the thing is, like, it was there was so much you could do with it. Like the possibilities were endless, and and you can go online now. Like there was a guy who made a, like a paper airplane mechanism out of Mindstorms, where it actually folds the paper wow. airplane and then launches it when it gets to the end. Man, like, I would have been so excited to play with that I stuff. I mean, here's another but little I was example probably about here. fifty when it came out. This <laughs> is the fishing rod, the part of the fish. I haven't made the actual reel yet, but like this kind of thing took me half an hour to put together here. Maybe you're just slow at folding. I'm not that slow. I mean, aren't I, you I, an engineer? Yeah. You know what they need to do is <laughs> not Nintendo a pro cardboard folder. Like okay. what? Nintendo needs to team up with IKEA so that they can put all the building instructions on the like the Switch and like the Nintendo Labo <laughs> for like all the IKEA. Things. That's not a bad idea. Have Mario and all of the yeah. uh, pictograms. <laughs> yeah, showing you how to like you know which screws go into which pieces and whatever. I will say I do like the fact that it's like. Making me want to pull my switch out of the dock and like and have actually it in use my it hands instead of just yeah. Before yeah. we started recording, John was commenting about how weird the 
Switch looks without the uh, Joy-Cons yeah. attached to it. Yeah, I mean, I it's can't just, even... It like, just looks like a really like fat a tablet. It's, yeah. Oh, like fablet. It's like yeah. the, the original <laughs> Android tablet. Yeah. It's yeah. the Android G1. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's like a, the first color Kindle or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Super fat, like... Yeah. Seven inch screen for optimal reading experience. Thirty minutes of battery life. Right. <laughs> so no, it's cool. I'm looking forward to doing it. Have you more noticed I was actually gonna I this is something I've been meaning to ask everyone like on the internet too, but like has anyone noticed any difference in their battery life after having it docked forever? Like No. Well I haven't because that's that's something I'm always like you Mine's know, always if you docked. leave if you leave your cell phone plugged in for too long or even your iPad or whatever, like eventually the battery just kind of caps that wasn't, out and then kind of burns away a little bit. I thought bit. that like, wasn't true anymore of the new it, types of batteries. It depends on the battery type. Like lithium ion batteries are say you supposed probably know more to be, about it anyway. they're supposed to be pretty resilient in terms of battery life, but um, I don't know what's in the switch and it, it's kind of, people have been going back and forth on like battery discipline. I always try to drain it fully before I put it back at yeah. least. Um, but yeah. so far I haven't noticed anything appreciably different. The thing, the thing is the battery life is so wildly different depending on what game you're playing yeah. that it's or really just hard what to you're tell. doing in general. Yeah. I mean, I, like my, I, I know my standby, like just having it in sleep mode or whatever lasts at least a week. This like, thing's been out of the dock for a week and a half. And it oh, was at- they seem to have improved that then, because I remember when I first got it. Like it would lose like ten percent. Yeah. Like well, this th- this thing's been out of the dock for about a week and a half, and I I have like twenty two percent in it right now. That's so not it's, bad. It, it's yeah. Pretty so they, good. And they was after seem doing to have some uh, stuff with it. Tweaked so. the the standby mode with the updates. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But um, other than that, I don't think I played anything else. I did buy Super Hot VR, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Nice. Um, but I am chomping at the bit to do that. Have, going back to Labo real quick, have you gone and looked at like how well it sold? Like, not yet. But the NPDs should be a pretty pure illustration of that. Seeing as how you cannot buy it digitally, so, right? Well, the, they do take into account some digital stuff as well. But I'm I just curious not. if like if it's going to be the sort of thing where they're going to have expansion packs where you can buy more cardboard stuff or whatever. I like yeah. It. I mean, I was. I'm assuming it has to do very well in order for them to do that. But the question is like, how well is it actually doing, and will they have future support like that? It's been pretty easy for me. Like I found it in Best Buys. Like it's not like it's yeah. sold yeah. out everywhere. But I think they were pretty well prepared for it. So I. It's hard for me to tell. But when I was at Meyer today, the only thing they had one robot kit, and that oh, was really? it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I. I think it's doing pretty well. It seems like it's gotten a pretty positive reception. I haven't heard anybody care. Yeah. Like, even UPS came out and was like, here's our Nintendo Labo, Labo what do they call it? The Toy-Con, Toy-Container. And, and it had, <laughs> it was a cardboard case that had slots for all of the different yeah. Toy-Cons that you could make and fold it together. It looked really cool. That's cool. Interesting. So they should totally make that because otherwise these random cardboard things will just be lying around the house. Right. But no, I think it's, it's I think all it's recyclable. Been, yeah, I think it's been doing pretty well for them because it's a very unique uh, experience. It's, yeah, it's the most STEM you'll get out of any video game console to date. You know, it's, like there's nothing sure. like this on the Xbox it's such or a the wild PlayStation. Idea. So only Nintendo would come up with something like this. Yeah, 
so I'm excited to play more of it, um, and and hopefully, you know, I'll once I actually get the actual games built, I'll have you guys mess around with it, John. I think you'll yeah. probably like the piano. It seems like that stuff. It's got an eight track recorder in the piano program. So. Yeah, who? Oh, that's crazy. I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was on Kotaku or the Polygon. One of the Polygon videos that was posted, but they start. They were like trying to make a whole band out of yeah. like uh, Toycon Garage instruments. And yeah, it just looked really cool. I know. Um, not Jason Schreier, but Kirk Hamilton on Split Screen is a musician. Like he wrote all of their music for their podcast and is, cool. is a very avid musician. Uh, and he has said that he's super pumped to see what this thing can do musically because essentially it just ends up being like some form of MIDI controller. And he's yeah. like, I want to use it to make music. So no, and it, it seemed really cool. I watched the Giant Bomb guys playing with it, and when you're in that like eight track recorder thing, it seems like you can have one person conducting. So there's yeah. one Joy-Con and the conductor, and you can do this to like set the tempo, essentially. Well, what would be sweet is if you could program the Joy-Con to, for air drums. That'd be pretty like cool. Like something too, along yeah. those lines, Whoa. like the position, like you moving, like you have like I'm a sure starting position, and then like as you move them, like you're able to hit different the way, percussive instruments. The to way make you do beats. Du- the interesting thing about it is the way you do drum, drum tracks now is there's a little cardboard card that has dots in it, yeah, and you punch out the dots. And you can put them back in if you want to undo. But you punch out the dots and slide it into the the piano, and then you hit a button and it use it shines the IR camera at it and it records that drum track as like your MIDI track basically. A, 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 yeah, as your beat, and then it'll it'll play that. That's throughout. really cool. So you have it. it it's separated into like probably like uh, uh, half note or um, eighth notes. I yeah. think. But yeah, no, it's eighth note or sixteenth note division. Yeah. So it, it seemed pretty pretty cool. But yeah, That's I'm sweet. excited to make that one and play with it. It's just the most daunting because it's it's time know, consuming. It's four hours long of a yeah. build apparently. So yeah, no. But cool. other than that, that's all I've all I've been doing. Brian, and, yeah. that's it. Have you played anything else other than like mm-hmm. Destiny on PC? I played the Detroit Become Human okay. demo today. What'd you think? I think it was. The, I'm pretty sure it was the same thing I played. But what did you think about it? Um, I'm actually interested in playing it now. Yeah, because it does seem like my kind of game. Because I like kind of narrative adventure type mm-hmm. things, choose your own adventure style. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like I it's did Telltale two. On I did two playthroughs too. Just to see, like, I, I went radically different the second time. I didn't investigate anything. I yeah. just ran to the end and started being an asshole and somehow managed to save the kid anyways. Interesting. <laughs> but I lost my, my dude. So it does show you the flowchart afterwards. <laughs> Do you know if there was a yeah. way to lose the child? I, I, I think so. I think okay. you can fail. Yeah. Because it says mission successful. Hmm. I mean, both playthroughs I did, I succeeded in saving the kid. But, um,. I would imagine there's probably a way you can somehow save the the android as well, but I'm not sure. I think I'm. I don't remember if that's how mine went or not. I don't know. I can't remember anymore. Yeah, it's been too long. My second playthrough, I had to actually sacrifice my own android guy to to save. Yeah, I didn't really have any options left because I didn't investigate anything. And, I'm just uh, real curious because I know that the game centers around three different androids. Like, if that's just that dude's section, how long is this game going to be? Is it ninety minutes long? <laughs> he probably has other sections. 
I don't I know. You so. just killed. I them. would assume that at some point all three of them kind of like yeah. Well, but from if he dies, I, I think, then you just closed out the quest line. You can't even. Yeah. Then, do you, well, then you I don't mean, get that's him. supposed to be part of the game, though. Is that there are extreme consequences? consequences. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm hoping that each of the characters have their own, like they have multiple cases or whatever they have to do, and they all tie into one larger storyline. That's what I'm hoping for, what I'm expecting, but maybe I'm expecting too much. Um, either way, I'm actually kind of curious about it now, yeah. and I wasn't really before I played it. Well, speaking of David Cage, Beyond Two Souls is free for PlayStation Plus this month, so okay. pick that up if you want to try some other... Is it on PS4? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought that was a PS3 game. It was a PS3 game, but they ported it pretty early on with Heavy Rain. I think you can oh, okay. get Heavy Rain on PS4 yeah. as well. So. Cool. Those games probably still look pretty good on PS4. They're gorgeous They were games, really nice so. looking on PS3. And, you know, thus far, I haven't played Beyond Two Souls. Until Dawn is the best David Cage game because he had nothing to do with it, but it uses his technology. <laughs> um, but Heavy Rain is a really interesting experience, I think. So people right should check that out. Yeah, I... I I heard some pretty good things about uh, Heavy Rain, but I didn't. It, it sounded like Beyond Two Souls was kind of mediocre. Yeah, I heard bad things about it, but I haven't played it, so I, I want to. Now that it's free, I will certainly give it a try. But yeah, um, yeah, we got suckered into playing Destiny Two on PC. It was really cheap. It finally dropped to a price where we were like, "Fine, this will shut Corey up." It was just eight dollars with Gamers Club unlocked. Mm-hmm. We couldn't say no, and it's yeah. currently twelve dollars through Humble Bundle. Mm-hmm. So, well, the Humble twelve dollars is too much. Yeah, eight dollars is almost too much. Well, Carrie, Carrie tried to tell me that he got the better deal buying the humble bundle because he gets other. Games oh, so yeah. he has it now. Yeah, he has it now. Oh boy. Yeah, the humble the humble monthly bundle comes with like five other games. Or yeah, something I like don't that, care. I'm I'm pretty pumped to it, be honest with you. It's, it's very nice on PC, but um, the community for like Crucible is so small that I played the same people like three rounds in a row <laughs> and they're really fucking good and it was really really embarrassing. Yeah, we got spanked pretty make. bad the one round we were playing. It was pretty it's pretty terrible. But the I, it feels great though. It, it looks does. great. It's, it's a completely it's like different game on PC. Probably one of the better optimized games I've played. I mean, I guess with my PC now it's kind of hard to tell like but even then, there are some games I play that don't run that well. And I'm like, really? Everything should run well on this thing. Well, like, no. uh, I tried that. That was a while ago. I didn't, I didn't mention it because I barely played it. But I got a free copy through Twitch Prime of the Shadow Tactics game, yeah. which I had heard really good things of. But it runs like shit. I don't understand why. It's just like a isometric... You know, some games tactical are just game. poorly optimized, and it doesn't so. even look that good. Yeah, it just doesn't run good. <laughs> so that kind of put me off from playing it, even though I've heard it's amazing and it it seems like it's a lot of fun. But I just can't play it if it's like that <laughs> choppy. Well, now that you guys have graduated to PC, that means I never have to play Destiny ever. Well, and again, that's that so was the I'm thing okay I was debating. I was debating with Corey. Because he was saying, like, skip Curse of Osiris entirely. Like, don't even bother if you want to buy any of the expansions. Get Warmind for PC. But I'm already locked out of things from Curse yeah, of Osiris. Yeah, you like, literally like, can't do things if you don't buy all you, the DLC. You can't do any of the Flashpoint on Mercury unless you get 
Trial or Curse of Osiris. So that kind of. I'm sucks. just trying to get Corey to buy us copies of the expansions. Yeah, yeah, but there, that's not going to happen. But that's so that's the thing. Like with the original game with the game in the first. Place. W- what I mentioned was that there's no point in me even playing on PS4 anymore because literally our entire crew isn't going to play. Like no one's interested in picking it up again. So what's the point? Like I might as well just move over to PC and play there. I mean, Nick and Rick and Gojo will probably hop in at, like, yeah. the Taken King I've, point. Well, I've seen Nick and Gojo play still, yeah. off and on. No, they do. They do, but... But, I mean, I don't know what they do when they play. Like, I would imagine yeah. they just, like, hang out and do patrols or whatever. <laughs> no, I mean, but, they uh, they do... They don't play Crucible, because yeah, Crucible exactly. sucks, the, but... Well, it does now, yeah. It always did. No, it was awesome Since in, the beginning. in the first Destiny. No, it wasn't. It definitely has a learning curve. <laughs> it's not... I'm sorry there's no hacker mode, okay? It doesn't need a hacker mode. What kind of sucks is I feel as though suck. I'm playing it as if I'm playing Rainbow Six. Like, I'm doing... Like, I'm I'm twitching myself back and forth, like, moving in ways that I would be moving in Rainbow... I'm using Rainbow Six tactics in Destiny, and it doesn't work. No. Yeah, it's a different game. So, it just... I need to figure out... Well, I need better guns in the game. You just gotta but, team shoot everything. Yeah, it's super annoying, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's that still, was not a part of the first game. It's still very it, again. It feels like a completely different game on PC. It looks fantastic. It runs great. Uh, it's it's still fun. Like to, the story's fun. You know, playing it is enjoyable. Yeah, it's fun knocking it out in about two hours. <laughs> yeah, so it might have been longer than that, but it, we got through it pretty quick. Yeah. What else? Did you play anything else? Um, Do we want to mention Overland? Are we saving? No, save I ended it. up not playing any more of that because I thought we were going to hold off. We're going to save it. I haven't played any more either, so we won't go into it okay. right now. Works. I want to play more, but uh, I did finish God of War, like finish the story. I haven't hundred percent of the game. The game is it, it opens up even more after you finish the story. I w- yeah, um, I can tell. I'm not going to spoil any of the story. I think if Please anybody, don't. if you enjoy a good story with a game that has interesting mechanics and everything of that sort, good voice acting, good music, good graphics. I mean, it fits the bill of like... If you enjoy good games. Yeah, if you like a good game, this is the game for you. And it's worth every penny, in my opinion. So, are we just... We're going to talk about this now? Yeah, just roll right into it. Brian, do you have any more thoughts now that you've played... How far in are you? Do you know? I think I'm pretty far. Um, Without spoiling, mention where you are located. Uh, I am back at the lake, and I opened up a new path to leave the lake. Okay. Is that enough info for you? Yeah. I have a new companion with me. <laughs> the disembodied head? Yes. He's my okay. favorite character. We're basically at the same spot, okay. then, I think. Or I'm... Like just before where you I've are. done a lot of side shit. I'm starting. I to did go basically a bunch everything of side stuff. I could without the resources to open up the other paths. Yeah, yeah. Mimir's um, the best character in the game. He's so fun. He's, he's pretty cool. He's great. I'm he's, still wondering why all of these Norse gods are Scottish, but it does. That's one of the things that doesn't make any sense it's, to me. It's fine. It's funny. They're not, they're but, not all Scottish. He's the only Scottish one. Uh, I thought Balder was Balder's not. Too. No, Balder sounds like some weird like mixture of like Irish and like like Nordic. Okay, and he also acts kind of like a crazed redneck. Yeah, 
He does. So Scottish. It, but what makes him? What makes him My look like? My apologies to Scotland. The views of me. <laughs> sorry, Alan. Yeah, Alan's, Alan's going to flip his shit on you, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alan. We just it lost a, a fan. It was a cheap joke. No, not a very good one. He'll probably agree with you to some extent. <laughs> I feel like he would be into it, but fair enough. Um, yeah, the the voice acting doesn't like the accents don't quite make sense in relation to the locale. Well, isn't that the I, case with most video games? I mean, yeah, the fact that like anything, Kratos sounds like an angry black man, and he's like this well, <laughs> super and, pale skinned Greek. Well, dude. Why do a bunch of people in the in the Star Wars universe sound like they're British and other know. ones don't? Well, and yeah, that's the thing is that typically whenever anything is like, and then you have Admiral Ackbar. Anything, anything is just sounds like a fish. It's a trap. It's, ex- it's the same acceptable. reason that like everybody in in Game of Thrones is British for some reason. Even though, like most of them aren't, like I, I don't know, it's it's ridiculous. By the way, the voice of Balder was born in Traverse City, Michigan. Oh, right on. Jeremy Davies is a is a cool guy. That, but, that explains so much. Um, hmm. yeah, I was having trouble. So I heard that Alfheim, Alfheim is the real slog of the game, and it certainly is. That's, like it, Alfheim is the underworld, right? Alfheim is the first realm you visit yeah i don't know something about it just didn't really grab me plus like i don't think the game does a very good job of teaching you how to be successful with the combat but i can kind of see that but i also think it just leaves it open for you to figure out how you like to fight the best that's fine but like i don't feel like it's that it's that i can't just sit there and um, I can't just sit there and ranged attack everything to death. No, that's boring. You literally you have can't to do like, that. You have so then, I can't, then, to. I, then I can't leave it open. Then you, what you just said is literally incorrect. Like you can't. It can't be open to how I want to play it, and also simultaneously cut off the ways that I want to. No, play but it. that's that's the thing. Is like just ranged attacking. Like the entire time is super boring. I get it, and I'm not saying that I want to do that. You can do that if you want. No, you sort can't. of because there's certain there enemies, are certain yeah. enemies that will not even take a little bit of damage if you do that but what i'm saying they will is if you incorporate the uh bow like if if you hit them with an arrow it kind of like throws them off and then you can hit them with an axe usually no no, no there's no there's, there's like there's the, enemies that literally will not there's like, like the ice zombie dudes that the axe has zero effect on. yeah oh yeah that's right you gotta so do unarmed it's not it's not so much that it leaves it open for you to figure it out it's like all of the enemies have their own strategies for you to figure out but then when they throw something new at you with along like seven other enemies to throw at you all at once, it just doesn't like I'm just sitting there bat- and like mashing buttons and eventually I win. But it doesn't feel great to me. I've found a groove where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna axe this dude and then I'll melee him and then I can hit him with the bow and then I can call the axe back and figure out which one of those actually did damage and then I'll do more of the one that did damage. Have you been using all the runic attacks and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's I'm, all axe stuff though. So no. it's like, I mean, I yeah. have I have a bunch of like area effect ones, and some of them do a bunch of frost damage. Some of them do yeah, but they all damage, involve the axe too. Like that's axe stuff, technically. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of leading things with a bow attack, and then like building off of that. Like I feel like that's the best way to to start the fighting is like you you use the bow to like stun the enemy or or do what's that meter is it like their rage meter or whatever that, yeah. that, that you build up in the enemy and then you can do like the this, the, the glory, glory kill, kill yeah. yeah so 
It's ju- it just feels weird to me that like they didn't kind of illustrate to you that you need to. They didn't tell. They didn't give you the pieces to figure out the puzzle of combat. Right. I wish there was more of it there. Maybe if I played it all in one sit down, like if I just got through the first five hours of this game the first time that I sat down with it, maybe it would have been more cohesive to me. But it just felt like I was a little bit lost in the wind of like, okay, I don't really know why this dude keeps killing me, but I guess I mean, I'll I just, try to keep fighting. I really him. liked the story, and that's what kept me going. And like the fighting, I made interesting by. F- because I liked figuring out the ways I could combo attacks and things like throwing the axe, having it like stick into a wall and then like beating the crap out of a dude and then pulling the axe back. So it rips through him when it comes back to mm-hmm. me and things like that. Like that I all find starts really fun. to like, feel really good. When yeah. You it, figure it out. It just takes a minute to get there, but that's like, that's the fun of the combat was figuring out how to best utilize that. The, the throw and pull aspect of the axe in, along with the other combos you're capable of doing. It started to click for me when I unlocked the ability that allowed me to throw the axe and then catch it when it flashes to do additional frost damage on the second throw. And also, like, I don't know if... It looks as though... I haven't quite figured it out because I haven't gone back to actually play the game much, but it looks like a lot of the extra abilities that you can get with the axe really don't unlock until your stats are higher. Yeah, well, there's, like, everything has bonus abilities where if your cooldown or your runic is at a certain height, then it'll do bonus frost damage or, like, a certain... So, and none of my stats are quite high enough yet for those to be unlocked because you have to have, like, at least 200 points in most of them, I think, or 100 points, 100 to 200, somewhere in that range, but... Yeah, I mean, in in general, like I just love. I I think the story is fantastic, and that's what pushed me through. Like that's what like I didn't let. I don't. It's hard for me, like, and I'm usually the type of person who like gives up on games. So for me to actually like finish the story, like that says something about the story for one. Um, but I do enjoy the fighting. I I think it just takes a second to like really find your groove. But I think that's any that's any game. Like I feel that I felt the same way about. Uh, any of the Dark Souls games are very similar in that you have to find your method of like approaching certain enemies and things because your you have like that what do they call it like follow through. Um, I just don't think it's your method. Un- because- uninterruptible, uninterruptible movements are mm. what it is. Like where when you make an action, like there's no way to get out of that action. You have to let it complete its animation before you can move on to the same thing. Where whereas like God of War doesn't necessarily have that, but I found yeah. myself playing God of War as if I were playing a Souls game, which made the fighting interesting to me. And I, I think that certainly works. It's a strength that the game has, but I just it didn't it doesn't feel like you can attack it however you want it. It feels like every enemy has a pretty particular formula that works best on them. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple enemies. Like, I mean, Gladys will tell you right now, like that. There's the the shield dudes that the ice shield guys. Yeah, are a total piece of shit. Like I hate them. Like they were such a pain in the ass to fight because there was like you had to somehow stun them and knock them back to get their shield out of the way to make any attack on them, but nothing did any damage to them yeah. up until then. Like so though I mean there are enemies that are a pain in the ass, but I like the troll fights. I think the troll fights are super fun. Those I like the cool. uh the elemental guys, like the elemental rock guys. Yeah, those, those are those guys cool. are pretty sweet. Yeah, I like the mechanic that's involved with those. The one complaint I would have with them is I feel like they're way too easy. Make the game okay, harder. Okay. It has a yeah, difficulty. Put it up setting. on hard mode. I mean, well, 
I have problems with other enemy types. I'm just <laughs> saying the ancients themselves are kind of pushovers. I like it. Yeah. I like feeling like the god that Kratos is. He should yeah. be able to obliterate I, everything. I've definitely found enemies that I get, like, they just hand my ass to I'm me. super <laughs> bummed neither of you have finished the story because I really want I to really talk enjoy, about the story. I really enjoy the side quest stuff, and I want all the cool upgrades and, but like, the, the story different runic attacks. is so good. I'm trying, that's it's the thing. Fine. Is that, like, it's just, I wasn't that involved. I wasn't... I didn't want to smash through the story if I wasn't getting into the game because then I wasn't going to like it no matter what. So now that I'm spending time figuring out exactly what I like, I think I'm going to enjoy it more. If you want to sit down and we can do a spoiler cast in like a week or two and do it separate yeah, from this. Yeah, if you guys ever actually finish the fucking game. I will game. finish the game. Brian probably won't. He'll go on and no, play Frostpunk or more Destiny or something. But, you know, it. You know, we'll... We can sit down and talk about the story. I I started to to push toward finishing the story because the side quest stuff I have unlocked right now seems like it's it's too too far above my level. So I'm just going to go back and do that later. I mean, we don't necessarily have to have a spoiler cast about it. Maybe we can just do it in the Discord or something like that with anybody else who's played. But I just want to know what you guys thought about the story because it goes in a really sweet direction and like there's a big reveal at the end that you're just like, oh shit. I'm waiting for There's a couple reveals. And, when, and I actually figured, like, I didn't finish, finish the game. Like, I thought I finished the story, but then there's one other, there's one last step you have to take that basically is like, oh shit, that's the end of the game. Yeah. Like, and if you don't take that extra step, you kind of just kind of go off on your own and like keep doing all the shit that's going on in the game. Yeah. Like, you can keep doing all the little side quests and things. But there's one event that if you do it, it actually gives the game the proper the ending. ending. Like, but can you still do stuff after that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It keeps it open. It's just I didn't realize it until one of the guys in, on split screen said, "Hey, if you haven't done this particular thing, Go do, it do it now because that will show you the real ending I, of the game." I like that's the thing about the story is that right now I still feel like they're talking around a lot of stuff, like the fact that. Uh, Atreus doesn't know that Kratos is a god, and like we know nothing about the mother except for the fact that she was also like a warrior that like but really I'm cared about starting everyone. to collect these I'm little like bits and pieces of things, <laughs> but none of it is coming together yet. So it's getting yeah. frustrating to me right now. But I'm hoping that I'm driving to a point where I start to like actually know things that are going I mean, you you will reach a point where you hate Atreus. Like, you'll just be like, oh, what a piece of shit. Like, there is a point in the story where you're just like, fuck this kid. And like, that, like, it actually made me angry playing because I was like, I don't want him around me anymore. Like, I was like, done with having him as the companion. Because but I, you're stuck with him because there's the you're, only you're one, the one right. camera, did, you know? Did Kratos feel the same way that you did? or No, because Kratos' whole thing is Kratos that Kratos doesn't really feel... <laughs> there was there was a really a there was there's the split screen guys did a great episode with Corey Barlog yeah. and had him on for a full like hour and a half and talked with him about the game and it was one of the best episodes of that podcast I've ever listened to uh just to have them sit down with a developer that like this this dude this, he like all his blood, sweat, and tears went into this yeah. game, and like, I mean, you we all watched the video of him crying, reading the Metacritic reviews or whatever. The, like the giant no, bomb dudes, I haven't watched it. The giant bomb dudes also sat down with him an hour and talked about stuff that was not directly. It's not spoilery for the game, but it's all about like leading up to where he was before, like where he was after he left God of War three, yeah, all the way up to when he started working on this God of War. 
Okay. Because he went and worked with, like, George Miller and George Lucas on, like, TV shows and movies. Oh, no shit. And then came back. He worked on the Mad Max game a little bit, and then he came back and did God of War. Hmm. Oh, interesting. So... But yeah, but, like there's there's just like these these points in the story that like hit and you're just it like completely alters like the way you feel about the characters that you've grown to like love like and enjoy. And that I just found that like I actually like really fucking hated Atreus at one point. <laughs> and I was like I was like I don't even want to be around him. Like I wish I could just tell him to go home like and just sit in the cabin in the woods and just cry. Like and then I can just go off and do what I need to do. But I you can't do that and yeah. you're kind of forced into having him around because I think that's kind of what Corey Barlog wanted to convey is that you almost have this resentment for what this kid has become because of you. And like and you're just like as as Kratos, you're just kind of like, I have to deal with this. This is my fault. I need to, like, this is the consequence of my actions. Like, that's, it's all about, like, the whole game is all about the consequence of Atreus' era of Kratos' actions. That's what all of the God of War games are about. So are these about the consequences of his actions from previous games, or is this stuff that we're it's, learning it's about? It's ultimately, like, from previous games, because, I mean, every, if you've played the first God of War, uh, spoiler alert, but he kills the God of War and becomes the God of War. Like, yeah. that's, that's like, so he killed a god to become a god and he killed his father who is Zeus to become a god and so like that's like that plays a lot into it because ultimately what it's becoming is like at what point is like Atreus going to try and kill Kratos if at all like is that something you're going to have to fight with like because you if you know the god of war past you're going to think about that too so I don't know it just I just I like the interplay between the characters I think all these little reveals of things that happen uh, you guys have re- you guys have met Freya, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, she plays a huge role in the game later on too, mm-hmm. and it's just like the little connection, the connective tissues between all of the characters is like really fucking cool. I really and I want the like characters. that's what I want to talk to you guys about is like yeah. that, but we can't because I don't want to spoil any of the awesomeness of the story. So I don't know. That's end rant. How much are you reading? How much were you reading all of the lore and stuff as you collected it? Uh, I at certain points I stopped and went through all the stuff, all the stuff that, that I had collected. Yeah, because yeah. like I don't like doing it as I'm playing because yeah. it kind of ruins the continuity. Mm-hmm. But if I felt I was in a particular like lull in the game, I would stop and like go through my menus and like check out the weapons I had and everything. Maybe I would go and upgrade my armor and then I would like read through a bunch of the lore that I was looking okay. at. So yeah, because I haven't done any like exposition dumps as of yet to go. And yeah, read yeah, a bunch I haven't of that really stuff. looked either. I don't even look at the bestiary, which would probably be useful. To <laughs> yeah, all, that would probably help like, me a little bit too. <laughs> Mimir is going to end up being your favorite character because he says the best shit in the whole game. Like he, his stories are great. And his little anecdotes and quips. And he are also just, doesn't have a body. They're so, so really cool. funny. Oh my god! And then the the two uh, dwarf dudes who I well, can't, those guys are great. They're so okay. Like because oh man, I don't the, the, yeah, I don't the blue anything. one's the best. He he just at this line that he keeps repeating after you've beaten the game about him. He's just like I can feel it in my scrot. Like and he just. <laughs> It's just like these things that he says. I'm just like, oh my god! Like this is the this is so good. Like it's just he's, he's, it's so dumb, but it's so funny. The blue and, one, the blue one bothers me because he feels like the embodiment of the past three God of War games in terms of tone <laughs> and humor. Like it's it's all in the it feel like that dude is a hundred percent David Jaffe and just everything. All the else. random well, bombs. Yeah, and stuff. I just love that the the other guy, the, his you know his brother or whatever is like he's just this goofy little skinny germaphobe, germaphobe who gags at everything. <laughs> you bring to him and like yeah 
at one point you throw him Mimir's head and you're like, here, hold this. And he's like, like, and you're just like, it's just so, it's so funny. And so it's so dumb, That's but it's so good. funny. Like, yeah, I don't, it's, it's a great game. Um, I love it. And I, I want you guys to finish it so we yeah. can talk about the story. I mean, I've kind of had a different experience from Alex. Like I, I, I keep playing the game and enjoying it more because I like the gameplay. Yeah, like I'm not. I haven't been that interested in finishing the story starting, because I want it to to keep going. Well, like I don't want it to end. Well, and you started off not really knowing how you felt about it, and yeah. then and then you were like, "I'm really starting to appreciate yeah, the way and this." The, the game more I builds. played it, the more I enjoyed it, and the and more I, th- I didn't really want to see the conclusion anytime right. soon. And I think you will go down the same path. Alex. I know. I'm starting to get there too. Like now that I've been living in a little bit more and I've gotten used to the different tools in the combat toolbox. Like it all is, I wouldn't say it's clicking, but I'm like finding a rhythm that I enjoy. So I'm getting there. I definitely, I mean, really consider what skills you unlock first. At some point you're going to end up with so much XP that you don't even know what to do with it. But I have almost everything unlocked skill wise. Like I have enough XP to do that. What helped me is unlocking the skills that, fit my play style more yeah. first and then I kind of just started doing the other like the last thing I have to really work on tree wise is the like the rage tree or yeah. whatever it's called because I just don't care I mean I like that stuff <laughs> a lot I did- you don't get to use that mode that often this the well, Spartan, I always I always forgot Spartan Rage. Spartan Rage. Yeah, I always forgot that it, that it existed. Often. Like it, it, it always like I never. I was so into just using the moves as it was. Like I would forget that I could. Oh, I have Spartan Rage now. I can use it, and I would just like you know. I the um I unlocked everything with the boy first. Like as soon as yeah, I could, I just did. to get him up to like stuff. partially useful, and it it's worked out now. But it kind of. I wasn't finding him particularly useful earlier on in the game, but I really enjoy all the uh, environmental little puzzles and stuff for yeah. unlocking the chests. They get pretty clever with those at times. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's fun. Uh, there was one other thing that I wanted. Oh, I really love how useful the boy is when finding out whether or not you can do things. Yeah, when, the when fact he's that, like, like, oh, I think to, we should go over here. Or you, when you go to throw your axe at the bramble, like the glowy brambles that you can't do anything about, he's like, I don't think we have the thing to deal with that yet. <laughs> and that is just like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk away yeah. and not sit here. Because never. It's, it's so genius. It's such a genius idea to have him understand and know those things. Because, yes, why does he understand that? But, like... I don't well, care. he's educated I'm just so in a way that Kratos isn't. Very true. Like well, I'm so appreciative that he allows me to move on from things that I literally cannot deal with yet, yeah. but don't know that I can't deal with them, whether or not I can deal with them. So that, that leads to something in, in the interview that Corey Barlog did for Kotaku. He he speaks about how you have the lake of the... It's the lake of the nine, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, you can only access like six of the points on it yep. and three of them are perma locked on purpose and it says you will never be able to do this yeah. and it tells you that and he's like we had you have to be on the nose with this like you have to tell people these things or else they're literally going to spend the entire time not playing the game and figuring out how they could do that <laughs> yep so it's like hearing him he talked about it a little bit on the giant bomb thing too of like they had to they were play testing the amount of like 
what they could throw in there dialogue-wise with Atreus in order to let people know, hey, you can go out and explore things. And there were some people that were like, well, I didn't feel like I could do that because he didn't say it the right way. And then there were other people that were like, well, I went off and explored and I'm never going to go back to the story because I never got like pointed in that right. direction. So seeing how they used him, that's been the most intriguing and interesting part of this, of the game to me is the game design around how Atreus informs what you go and do. Like there was a dialogue point where I just got to the point in the lake where the water level dropped and it opened up more of the shores essentially. And when he's basically just like, well, you know, we got this main thing that we can do or we can go explore a little bit. I'm okay with either. That's when I'm kind of like, okay, well maybe I'll just go and do some side quests and things and see what I can actually do. And then he realized everybody's too tough. Yeah, exactly. But (laughs) it's, it's really, it's kind of, it's genius game design and something that I never really even thought about. Something yeah. like that's the kind of stuff that really can break me in a game is like I want to know having an indicator for like you can deal with this right now and fit you have all of the tools you need to figure out these things or the you do not have what you need to do this right is invaluable or because you will I never be able to do this yeah like like knowing all of that because you know I might just sit there and try and puzzle something out that I literally. Yeah, that's, two that's steps a different kind of game. Out. If you want to figure stuff out like that, play with something like Prey, where there's always like four other ways, ways to yeah, do something. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, it's it kind of gives the game that like Metroidvania feel of like you now have like you keep getting these different abilities, yes. and like that was one of the things I like. Like I'm sure you've run into like the sealed doors, like the yeah, yeah the secret door, like the yeah. secret rooms. So or like whatever. once you actually got the thing, like the thing that opens those doors is used. Like is part of the story. Like yeah. it's a very important part of the story. I figured as much. And, but you end up using it to open those doors, and when you open those doors, you have to fight Valkyries. Like, uh, you, like there's a Valkyrie in stasis, like just sitting there with like its wings wrapped around it, and it's like when they open their wings and you fight them, it's like the most badass shit I've ever seen in a I game. I also like, heard they're a huge pain in the ass. They are huge. They're so fucking hard. They can kill you in like three hits. Like Odin's <laughs> most trusted uh, army. And I the, don't really uh, know how to like not get killed by them. I, I the furthest I've gotten with one is I got I got one down to like twenty five percent life left, and then I was dead. I fought my first traveler today. Okay, have you faced a traveler yet? Uh, I guess not. I, did you or no? I don't remember. It's Probably. dudes with like the golden armor that. Oh no! Yeah, I've. Yeah, those guys suck. Where you have to like break the armor off of them first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it takes two thirds of their life bar to break the armor yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are pretty cool. Like, I died probably 15 times, but I enjoyed it because I was like, I know I can do this. I'm yeah. just being impatient yeah. or stupid or... Well, that's where, so. like, that the Dark Souls-y patience comes yes. in and, like, the like learning how to use your dodge properly. And, actually, the, the dodge ability that freezes time or, like, slows time yep. down is super helpful yeah. in that sense. Like, That was the only other thing I was going to ask about. I know, like, when the yellow... Um, the yellow emanates from the attack or like the, the, the like charge up, you can block that. You can time the block in order to get an advantage. Yeah, parry. When the red circle That means you can't you block. can't block it. it. Means you can't you block have it. To dodge. You have to dodge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you dodge it right, is it supposed to do something? If you dodge no, it right it gives with you an the, opening with the ability. With the ability it, the... it does the time stop okay. or whatever, the time slow. Okay. Uh, I don't have that ability. Right, good to know. It's it's one of the runes, I believe. 
I think so, too. Oh, yeah. okay, that's why. But I'm pretty content with what I've been rolling yeah. with. No, I'm excited to play more of it. I It is finally seeking, sinking its teeth into me. And I there's been a little bit of like ADD with Labo, and I want to play Super Hot, but at this point I'm like, I'm going to play through God of War. I mean, you did play it. Super Hot already, right? Just not VR. But, no, Super Hot VR is a completely different game. I just hope, as someone who appreciates story, you will finish it, because I think the story is really good. Yeah, no, I And I, I, I like well. where they went with it, and I like the little, the, the big twist at the end kind of was like, oh, shit. I'm I'm no longer playing it because I feel obligated because it's a good game and I have a podcast about video games. I now want to play it. Yeah, you're playing it for your own enjoyment. Yes. So I'm happy with all that. I was just trying to breeze through it as fast as I could for the sake of the podcast, but I I just really enjoyed the story, which helped me want to move it along even faster. So anyways, I think that's it for God of War for now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gladys sent us some feedback. He says... Hey guys, first of all, good job. I really like to listen to the podcast, not only because I know you guys, but because you're very entertaining and make me laugh whenever I tune in. I think the first episode I heard slash watched was the D2 special with Corey, and I haven't missed one since then. I really enjoy watching the live stream and to be a total asshole in the chat trying to distract you with (laughs) delay and chant vocals. You're welcome. I will not repeat all the things I mentioned in the Discord already. The one thing I will add is that even though I liked what you had to say about God of War, watching John play it was better, was even better, and made me actually think about buying the game. So maybe streaming some of the games you talk about might be something to consider. I would enjoy that. Uh, he says, I, I played the Detroit demo, and I'm hyped. Definitely going to buy that. It looks awesome. It has no open world, so a game I might actually finish. He's not the biggest fan of open world <laughs> games. I hear you, Gladys. Uh, and then he brings up Wanked Wednesdays, which is our uh, our Wednesday Rainbow Six date mandate yep. that we have. It's a take on Ranked. Yeah, Ranked Wednesdays. Wanked Wednesdays. Uh, so we finally have one day where we play Ranked and try to get good. Even though we lost a lot of the matches lately, I feel like we're improving. Most of the matches end in overtime, so we're not that bad. We still have communications, communication issues we need to work on, mostly because Alex, a.k.a. Google Maps, left us, and we suck at precise, <laughs> we suck at precise call-outs. But we also need to stop and stop arguing with each other in the middle of a match. We are toxic as fuck. Uh, that's good material for the videos I make, but not something that will help us get better at ranked. Also, I just want Gladys to have good videos. I don't care yeah. about what my rank is. The videos are pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, also, two things I realized after last Wednesday that I want to share. Uh, number one, our best strategy apparently is embracing the bullshit. Maybe we just try too hard when we play ranked or whatever. We'll see how the next ranked uh, ranked Wednesday is going to work out. Uh, two, Brian needs to drink when we play. After he finished his Manhattan, he transformed into Rambo, <laughs> which is true. Brian spent the entire match like bitching about how bad he was doing, and then by the time he actually had a buzz, he had all the kills. Like he just destroyed true. the round that we played. It was it was pretty damn. It's funny. too much pressure. I- crumble under the pressure if i'm not yeah and then you know, and then three relaxing. there is no third i said two and now he wants me to say for no reason because that's uh, a german term for a squirrel's tail which is apparently extremely difficult for americans to say but i'm actually decent at saying it mm. uh good to know but germans can't say the word squirrel because the the q u i sound is one that they can't really formulate with their mouths yeah it's very it's kind of funny um and then he says in the end of this feedback email i want to officially invite alex back to rejoin the fun squad and get wanked on wednesday and help us find our way and he says wait for lame excuse and (laughs) In brackets. I was ready to join you guys Wednesday. Yeah, I just here's the lame excuse. I didn't I didn't know because I needed I, to RSVP like I Jim needed did. to RSVP and I didn't know ahead of time, so it didn't it didn't work out. But yeah. no, I I certainly 
It is not by my intention to stay away from the fun squad, and I, I will certainly rejoin. Um, uh, and he says, keep up the good work with the podcast, and I wish you guys good luck with Patreon. Embrace the bullshit, and hail to Lord Tachanka. Yeah, indeed. So, Thank yeah. you, Gladys. I wanted to jump into that because he talked about God of War. So yeah. we, haven't, we haven't touched on our news yeah, let's at all. Get, yeah. Let's knock that out. All right. Let's hit our news bits. News time. Did you fix the internet? It's it's fine. I just it kept the IGN article kept kind of reloading or whatever. So, uh, Brian, your first the story here is you. There's not much of a story here other than CD Projekt Red has confirmed that they are showing an RPG at E3, which is exciting because it has to be Cyberpunk 27. If it's not, even Cyberpunk, though, what? How disappointed are you going to be? <laughs> What if they what if they show up and then like guess what Witcher four? <laughs> I mean I'd be totally pumped for that. What Seriously, if it's the Witcher one remastered. By the way, Cyberpunk that would is, also be cool. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven isn't actually the title of the game. It's just called Cyberpunk, and it's coming out in twenty seventy seven. Yeah, it's uh, gonna take them that long. That would be really sad. Yeah, they're just gonna show like drawings of it and stuff, <laughs> stick figure drawings. Yeah, there's no loot boxes because loot boxes won't be a thing in twenty seventy seven. Sorry, but, uh, yeah, that, I mean, to me personally, that's super exciting. Cause I mean, the more I think about it, like the Witcher three is definitely like in my top 10 games I've ever played for sure that I haven't entirely formulated, but it's there. It's in yeah. that list for the, and for the cyber, a cyberpunk game akin to that would be just, yeah, it'd be amazing. Like for the 30th time. I'm hoping the sci-fi of Cyberpunk buys me in more to the CD Projekt Red. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, Witcher. I'm way more into sci-fi than I am fantasy. Yeah. Me so too. this is, I'm like all about this. Sweet. Yeah, it'll be exciting. We're starting to E3 is like a, say, less than E3? a month away. Exactly. June 12th through the 14th. Maybe somewhere we'll go. Yeah, that would be exciting. <laughs> but yeah, so we're getting the the news, the trickles of what's going to be there and what's not. So. Someday. Yeah. Awesome. Next. Uh, I put this in here. So they put the third trailer out for Red Dead Redemption. Uh, it's gotten 21 million, 22 million views almost since it, it was posted. It had 12 this within week. 24 hours. Yeah, so, so it's, insane. it's been pretty nuts. But uh, basically, it looks very good from a storytelling standpoint and a graphical standpoint. I'm still curious to see some gameplay. I know that. Uh, IGN, I'm sure it'll deliver. IGN got a chance to play some of it, but yeah, it looks pretty beautiful. Um, I'm still not completely convinced that it will meet its October date. Although the fact that they're like talking about it and letting people touch it now Pumping means that it should probably make it. So we'll see. But no, fingers it, crossed. It looks beautiful. Yeah, that fire. Uh, that fire looks awesome. As I think I said to Brian last time, I hope the 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 GTA Online of this literally is just Westworld. I want it to be Westworld. <laughs> I want to be able to walk from my apartment in GTA Online Holy shit. down to amazing. a subway that takes me into the Westworld park of Red Dead Redemption. That would be awesome. That would be so good. But uh, no, it looks great. And uh, I hope the October 26th re- release date uh, sticks. I am pretty sure every single person we know will buy this. Yeah, no, there will be goodwill hunting in Red Dead Redemption too, for sure. Where we <laughs> where we make our friend Will go hide in the game somewhere, and then everybody hunts him down. We're gonna find you, boy. <laughs> yeah. 
here. So yeah, free room was a blast. Yeah, no, it was that was it was really good. That, like, that was, was like the, first the, the foundation for GTA Online, yes. which just blew things out in all all different directions. Was was Grand Theft Auto Four before Red Dead? Redemption. Uh, I, no I don't know. I think so. I'm trying to think of what yeah, was the... Yeah, yeah. It, it was before. So that, like, the GTA 4 free roam was good, but then I feel like... But they had there was nothing you could do. Like, yeah. there were no objectives, and there was nothing to earn or whatever. But, I mean, I just read an article about that recently. Like, some they... I don't remember what site that was on, but they went back and revisited GTA 4 yeah. free roam, and they were just, like, kind of... Talking about how you had to make your own fun and yes. how cool that was. Yeah, but at the same time, there wasn't. It was really cool because Red on. Dead gave you the ability to go and like demolish hideouts with your yeah. friends and stuff like that, that. Was like that. That's where it really hit its stride. So, I feel the most fun that I ever had playing Red Dead Online. Uh, Goodwill hunting aside, this is kind of adjacent. We there was one time we went down to Mexico and took over the castle and just tried to. <laughs> we just tried to tried keep to it cleared of of. Policia for long enough, and it was it was a fantastic experience. Eventually, somebody I think it was Santana started killing us because I don't know he didn't like us killing his Mexican brother. Yeah, he didn't want you in Mexico. Yes, but uh, no, it was it was a lot of fun. So I'm hoping that kind of fun can be found in Red Dead too. I'm sure it can be. But uh, John, yo, you had a few things up here. Yeah, so Nintendo is being sued by a peripheral maker alleging Switch design infringes on its patents. Uh, this uh, It's called the Game Vice, yeah. and it's a pair of controllers that snap onto smartphones and tablets, similar to... That looks the, awkward. Well, the Switch is kind of click into place. They slide in and click, whereas this kind of snaps onto both ends of uh, your smart device. Um, they, they, they actually... This isn't... There, what I read in the article is that it, it's not really like a patent troll sort of situation. Like they don't have no. this design, like just kind of on a table somewhere. They, they, they actually physically these. manufacture these. Yeah, and these they were released in like 2015. Yeah, and so like they're saying like the switch is infringing on this patent. I don't really feel that's the case personally. Like I can see the similarity. Like there there's an obvious similarity yeah, in the visually. Design. <laughs> uh, but because I don't think Nintendo's Switch is like impairing the sales of this particular device, which is geared towards smart devices. Well, I don't see how the- anyone would ever confuse them. I don't see like, I mean, I, I it's probably like they're, I highly doubt they saw any drop in sales when the Switch came out. I don't think anybody was buying them to begin with. So See, but the thing is that patentable ideas can can roll back to the simple log line of like having controllers that connect onto a tablet-like device. No, I know. And that describes the Nintendo Switch. So there's a possibility that a judge will look at this and say something like we Well, you- they've already lost one. Like yeah. the company, the Game Vice company lost a previous lawsuit for the same exact reason. Okay. All right. Well, then, and they're trying they're, again. I don't remember under what guise necessarily, but they're trying to sue again. Uh, and it's just like to me, like I I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, this isn't this isn't harming their sales. Like the switch isn't going to harm their sales. Well, but it's not so much of a harm their sales kind of thing. So I mean, yeah, it might be that might be what they're trying to do it under right now. But the idea that like. They have a patent that holds that idea, and it means that Nintendo should have licensed that patent if they were going to do this technology. Like it, but the we can't litigate modern United States patent law in a video game podcast right. in a short amount of time. What do we know about it? Yeah, and it's it's a it's a cluster anyway. But I, 
I don't know. I mean, you know, we like Nintendo, but it's not like we need to cheer them on. Like, if these guys... If somebody finds that these guys deserve money, then they probably deserve that money. Like, it's not... They're not going to take down the giant of Nintendo, but Nintendo also needs to do the due diligence of looking through the patents of all the countries that it's operating in and making sure that they're not stepping on any toes. Because that's... Everybody's got to play by those rules. That's how it works. Yeah. It's interesting. But, yeah, we'll see. Next. So Bungie is going to release the Destiny original soundtrack, Music of the Spheres, which was written by Marty O'Donnell and Paul McCartney. Uh, this uh, they started Bungie started reaching out and pulling down the illegal, like, mocked-up versions of the Music of the Spheres in an effort to prepare people for the actual release. Not sure how it's going to be released. I would assume, like... Knowing Bungie at this point and all of their crazy ass collector's editions, things that they're making, they're going to end up with some crazy huge box set thing that comes with who knows what that you can have as a collectible. But, um, yeah, it's kind of cool that they're actually going to do this. It was funny because Marty O'Donnell had no idea and he was like, Oh, that's that's cool. Like, thanks for telling me now, guys. Like, after he's been <laughs> fighting for four or five years now to have them actually release it. So, um, yeah, they don't care about him anymore, sadly. No, it's kind of a bummer because uh, he's super prolific and awesome at what he does. So, I mean, he worked with them for like a decade on a really like Halo time. stuff. But I don't think it was necessarily them. I, don't, I mean, I have to go back and like he—he he doesn't like talking about it. I don't. He—he's obviously, really he obviously takes it like very personal. The, the real story behind. I'm sure. Why Acti- I think Activision yeah. pushed him out. Is what I think. Like I think because they were the ones who basically scrapped his entire music of the spheres to begin with, and was like we were gonna we contracted out the soundtrack. Can you to make something else. that sounds more like a Call of Duty soundtrack? <laughs> yeah. So we need more guitar. But he, more distortion. He did. Uh, I don't remember the name of the podcast. Let me. Find, I'll find it real quick because I have it on my list of things. But he did an episode of a podcast where he he like talked about his. Uh, it's the uh, Academy of uh, Interactive Arts and Sciences Game Makers Notebook is the name of the podcast, and he did an episode talking about um, his you know his experience working on Destiny and everything. Was that that one? I think pretty sure it was this one. It might have been a different podcast, but uh, maybe it was split screen. Was it split screen? I don't know. I can't remember anything anymore. I'm over. I'm done. I'm Anyways, moving on. Yeah, no. I, no, um, it was IGN. That's what it was. It was IGN unfiltered. Um, this is cool. I, I mean, it it kind of. I love the music from Destiny 1. The, I think we can all agree that the music is awesome. Yes. And the themes that he wrote are very good. And to hear more of like that original work is going to be sweet. It just yeah, kind of sucks that they're like just now, four months later, like, okay, everybody take it all down. We're going to try and sell it. Like, I think most people have found... like The first thing that most artists do now, like Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, whoever... They upload all of their album to YouTube so people can sit there and listen to it and monetize it. So why would you bother? Like, Well, I can tell you I would buy a really sweet vinyl edition of this. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. And, then, and, yeah, and you would do that regardless of whether or not it's up on YouTube. True. So it's good like point. they don't need to make that squash that goodwill but anyway well and i mean it could be a purist kind of thing where the the, they want quality control the version yeah quality control is one but also like the versions that people have released marty o'donnell has even said these these are very close but they are not exact unfinished right the finished so that makes sense like it could be that they 
like if they're going to release it, they one they want to release it in a way that is really cool and make it like a collector's item of sorts for the hardcore fans who want the sort of thing. They want to release it, it in, in the best quality possible. You can get tracks in bright engrams in uh, Destiny too. <laughs> it actually comes in a bright engram, and you may actually end up with Music of the Spheres, or you might just end up with a shader. You yeah. never know. Uh, it could it, be it's anything. It's one track at a time, though, and sometimes you get multiples of the same track. Yeah. yeah. And you may never get all. Of you them. may only get the one track repeatedly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's only one track per season. Yeah, and if you don't get it that season, you never you get never, it. It's gone forever. Yeah. There will be DLC for the release of this album. Um, all right. I hope it comes in a fucking traveler. That would be That'd sweet. Be pretty good. It's a vinyl between two halves of the traveler, yes. and you just like, <laughs> and a like huge open it, traveler. Like, um, that would be awesome. You had one other thing. I didn't pull it up here, but the uh, the oh yeah, they added uh, switch. Uh, pro tr- pro controller support to Steam. Uh, if you are using the Steam, uh, what do you call it? The test beta test. Yeah, the, yeah. The beta. If you opt in for the beta. The beta if you client. opt in for the beta client for Steam, you can now, as of this this publication and previously this week, like you can use your Switch Pro controller on Steam. It has full support. That's amazing because yeah. a couple of reasons. One, the Switch Pro controller is super comfortable. Yep, it's a very nice controller. It is super well built. Two, it has the longest battery life of any controller I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. It has like 40, 40 plus hours of battery life between charges. That's incredible. Uh, and three, I already have one, so I don't have to go buy another one. Well, there's one. a fourth reason. What's is the fourth it reason? It also supports the uh, gyroscope or whatever in it. Yes. Which Sweet. is pretty wild. Does it do that for the PlayStation controller? Do you know? uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't but it, it, the Switch one's probably more advanced, I feel. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm really pumped about this because I've been talking about buying a new controller for my PC so that I have one that's just what I use with the PC for games that use controllers. Yeah. Uh, instead of me having to flip flop between using my Xbox controller with my Xbox uh, dongle thing, dongle thing. Yeah. So I'm pretty pumped about this because I I love the Switch Pro controller. It's fantastic. It's worth every penny of a, of a controller because if you I think thought about it was it, perfect, but the more I used it, the more I realized there's like issues with the D pad. The D pad's the worst. But I think part they fixed it. it at this point. There was like a bug with yeah. it. Yeah. Well, well, it's not. It's not. But a, I got a Pro controller pretty much immediately. It's so a. It's a not. physical like issue that they have supposedly since corrected. But. Yeah, but that's the thing is like the D pad in most games nowadays is used as like an auxiliary sort of function, whereas your base yeah. your movement is yeah. typically tied to the joysticks. Yeah. So you're using the D pad like you press up to like you know use Eagle Vision or whatever you know. Shit well, but like, like that, I so. use the D pad and things like Spelunky. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like Finer any controls. old school feeling kind of platformers, I feel like the D pad is just quicker than using the analog stick. Yeah, it's well, more I, precise. Yeah, I have so. to use a D-pad for Tetris. Yeah. Like Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah. I had to use the D-pad. So, But yeah, it's really cool. Um, I think the controller's on sale right now, too, through Amazon. I think it was down to like 50 bucks or something like that. Some, cool. It's pretty cheap. Yeah, 70s. Yeah. All things considered. <laughs> well, that's the thing. is like you're, If you look at your average Xbox controller, if you're getting yeah, an Xbox One controller, they're like now. 65 and then you buy the play and charge kit, which is like another twenty five dollars. Like you're, you know, ninety dollars in the hole with that. And with this controller, you get everything in one package, and it has a battery that's going to last way longer than the Xbox One. True. So, and yeah. they give you a really long cord with it. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's worth it. Definitely worth the purchase if anybody's in the market for a new controller for their PC. Yeah, yep. consider that. Uh, lastly, in the news section, there was some news from the One Up X Esports. Uh, 
tournament that was coming fast in June. And we next were month. we were promoting it. Yeah. We were going to go. They had a message on their Facebook says, Dear fans, we have some good news and some bad news. The good news is that we've gotten so much positive feedback and interest regarding our event that we are without words and extremely thankful for everyone's excitement of what we're doing. What started as a simple idea over two years ago has grown into the event that it is, which, as we are finding, is not done growing yet. One of X Esports is here to stay because of you. The bad news is that due to the amount of rapid growth in such a short amount of time, we actually need a substantial amount of additional legal work uh, done, which will not be feasible to complete in the time for the event to occur as scheduled. So currently, we are at a standstill until that is ready. Therefore, June 22nd through 24th dates uh, will have to be canceled, and the new event will have to be rescheduled. The legal work will have to be completed before we can actually pick a new date, and that will go by uh, that will go by what is available when we are ready. We are open to suggestions if anyone knows a, a great venue with untapped potential. Uh, everyone has either already been refunded or has been issued a refund that they will see in the next couple of days. We will not take any money until a new date is secured and tickets slash registration are officially back online. The website will reflect these current changes in the next couple of days. Uh, while this is all working out, we will still be showing up to other events with official 1UP X Challenge booths. We will uh, we would love to have you come out and game with us. We will also be still be broadcasting the Kick-Ass Gamer Show on Twitch. And we are looking forward to special guests who will come on the show for us uh, to show us a thing or two in their favorite game. PM if you are interested. Uh, there's a little more to the message on Facebook. But uh, it's sad that it's... You know, postponed at this point in time. Uh, we're hoping they get all that stuff worked out. Definitely. And, uh, and that they get a, yeah. a new date in the book soon. Because uh, it sounded like a really cool event. It'll be better for it. Like, everything yeah. will be in order. They've got some additional planning time and, and stuff like exactly. that. So uh, we wish them luck. And uh, hopefully, maybe we'll have to hit them up, see if they want to come back on once they get another date. For sure. So Cool. that it? Sounds yeah. like it. I think that's it in terms of... All the other stuff, no other big review for this episode. Uh, What's up with the rest of the network? So, Westworld is in full swing. I didn't mean to steal John's line. It's fine. Westworld's in full swing. John joined me last week since Nick is on his honeymoon. I've listened to both episodes. Yeah, what have you thought? Yeah. Are you learning things from Westworld FM? Yes, kind of blown my mind with some of your talk about it. And then I further looked into things online and... A lot of people talk about it around the office. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Good. It's interesting. So you can use our knowledge to blow people's minds at your office if you listen to yep. Westworld FM. Uh, new episodes are usually out Monday night or by Tuesday, usually at the latest. Um, Horror Movie Yearbook just put out an episode. They did a 2008 movie titled The Ruins. It's a pretty good episode. Go check it out. They also talked about some... Uh, uh, Avengers Infinity War spoilery stuff at the end of the episode. So if you're missing the Midwest film nerds, please go check that out. You can hear a little bit of it there. Uh, but other than that, not a whole lot else going on. Uh, Preacher will be back in June at some point when the show comes back on. Um, there is a week of overlap with that in Westworld, so it's going to be a hairy week, but we'll figure it out. So Let's throw in a Game Nerds episode in that same amount of time. Yeah, I'm, yeah. it's probably, it's probably <laughs> the same week. Uh, but Preacher Season 2 is up on Hulu as of right now, so go uh, go check that out on Hulu Do if it. you haven't caught up yet. Do it. And listen to Gone to Texas. Yup. But yeah. Yeah, if you want to listen to or follow us on social media or all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. I said that all weird and wrong. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't been paying attention to social media, we do in fact now have a Patreon, as we mentioned at the top of the episode. 
please check out patreon.com slash midwestpodnet. That's Midwest, M-I-D-W-E-S-T, pod, P-O-D, net, N-E-T. Uh, you can go there. You can donate as little as a dollar. Subscribe. Do it that little bit. It doesn't seem like much to you, but it is a lot to us, and we would really appreciate it. Uh, you don't have to. We're not going to require no, it. No, but help us cover our costs because, you know, even if we, we would love to make a lot of money off of this, but I would also, re- even more so, I would love to stop losing money on yeah. this. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the key factor there. Yes. Uh, and as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to at midwestgamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher, such as iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Podcasts, TuneIn Radio. Uh, we're on like Podbean too. That are one of those like we're everywhere. They're all we're all over the place. Uh, even other aggregates just kind of collect us and put us up without our permission. So podcasts.com. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. There are. But yeah, Ooh. rate and review us so that we can climb the charts. People love us and tell us how much they love us. And then uh, yeah. Next time, I don't think we've got things set in stone yet. Oh, I was going to look Trying up. to figure that's, stuff out. That's what I was going to do. State of Decay is the next big release. It comes out on the 22nd. I do I want think. that. And that'll be a day or two after our next episode. So we might have another uh, lingering episode here. Maybe I'll make you guys come over and build the Labo stuff with me since Brian wants me to I'll adopt do it. him. Yeah, and, we should uh, do a video of that. Yeah. No, that would watch be... me drink beers and make labo stuff. Yeah, break some cardboard. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, we'll figure it out. If anybody has anything that they would like to hear about, please let us know, and uh, maybe we'll pick it up. I know people uh, are enjoying Frostpunk and BattleTech. I would yeah, love to check I out would... BattleTech, but I just I, I really want... want to play both of those. I just I feel like I have to get through God of War first. Me too. Yeah. So, and eventually we'll talk about Overland. Yeah, that will happen. Um, I want to play just some more. Still, kind of waiting here back to see. We we're, we're trying to get a special guest yeah. of some kind. So no real rush. I mean, the longer we wait, the more like the closer to completion it'll be. Yeah. So that's true too. Indeed. So, so cool. Yeah. yeah. Keep checking back, and we'll check you guys out next time. Peace. Peace.